Welcome to Your AHA Life, the podcast for high achievers who want more for their lives, more joy, more purpose, and more fulfillment. I'm your host, Tanya Harris Cornelius. I believe wholeheartedly that you don't have to choose between career success and personal fulfillment. You can have both. In each episode, I will provide stories of insight and inspiration to help you craft the life you dream of living, your AHA life. Let's get started. Hi there, this is Tanya. Welcome back to your AHA life. I have a guest with me today, Tabitha D. James, that I think you're going to love. Tabitha is a young millennial business strategist. She's a five-time author. Yes, five-time author. She is a global motivational speaker. She is the founder and executive director of her own nonprofit, where she mentors young girls. And she's from a small town in South Carolina. There are great things that come out of these small towns and Tapatha is just one of them. Today, we're going to be talking about unleashing your greatness. This is what Tapatha does as she works with businesses, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits to help them unleash their greatness. I was so inspired by Tabitha, just the insight that she brings, the passion that she brings, and just, I, you're going to love the gems that she drops on you today. So listen in for Unleashing Your Greatness with Tabitha D. James. So good morning. I am Tanya and I'm back with your AHA Life. Thank you so much for joining us. I have Tabitha D. James with me this morning. It is morning for for us. We're on the East Coast and um, I just, I'm so inspired uh, by Tabitha. And so I want to welcome you, Tabitha. Welcome you to your AHA Life this morning. Today, I'll just say today. So thank you so much for the warm welcome. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So before we jump into our conversation, um, I'm going to read your bio. And I know I want you to fill in uh, the gaps wherever they are, because your bio keeps, it's a living, breathing document. We were just talking before I hit the record button that uh, there are things in your bio that you were, you wrote that now also need to be updated because you just keep, you keep moving, you keep moving, you keep doing your thing, which I think is awesome. Um, So let me read it. Um, Tabitha D. James is an award-winning millennial business strategist. It says here two-time, but she's reminded me now that she has five books. So she is an author and global speaker who has helped numerous businesses, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits unleash their greatness. And this is what we're going to be talking about today, Unleashing Your Greatness. A native of the backwoods of Lakeview, South Carolina. I love when people rep their homes that they, uh, you know, just, there's no shame in your game. You, you, hey, always remember where you, where you come from. That's what we were taught growing up. Never forget where you come from. So a native of the backwoods of Lakeview, South Carolina, Tabitha's commitment to showing others that they too can be successful in their corner of the earth, stems from her personal journey towards success. And I'm so excited to hear about your journey. Since her youth, Tabitha has created her own definition for success, beginning her working career at the age of 17, earning two degrees before the age of 25 from Coastal Carolina University and Florida Atlantic University. As a full-time entrepreneur, Tapitha's combined experiences in education and business allow her to help build businesses from the ground up through strategic work plan development, logic modules, and creating sustainable funding structures. With a leadership mantra that proves a true leader not only leads others, 
but advises and builds them to become leaders as well. Tabitha has served in several civic leadership roles in the PD area of South Carolina. I don't know where that is. Anyway. Um, in many capacities and is also the founder and executive director of SHE. She is Me Youth Mentoring Program, which has served more than 30 young women in just three years. Tabitha is a proud member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I'm a Delta, Tabitha. And we're sisters. We're sisters anyway, right? This is our this is yeah. our <laughs> uh, and is truly dedicated to serving all mankind. I am so overjoyed to welcome you to your AHA life this morning. And I was sharing with you before, uh, again, we hit the record button, that the whole premise of your AHA life started with me wanting to speak to high achieving people and really reassure them and motivate them and encourage them that yes, they can live a life where they have professional fulfillment uh, in their career you know, journey, but also personal fulfillment. And they didn't have to trade one for the other. And I wanted to bring to the listeners stories of insight and inspiration. And having you on the show this morning is just that you know, bringing stories of insight and inspiration. And so I want our listeners to get to know you this morning. Tab, little tab, all these, all these things I found on your website that describe you. So why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about Tabitha D. James and your personal journey towards success? Certainly. So as has previously been mentioned um, through my bio, I'm from small town, South Carolina. Um, grew up there and then went on to uh, college and grad school. And I like to think that um, a pivotal point in my success story was when I decided to uh, just move to Florida to go to grad school. It was mm. um, 10 hours away from home, um, didn't know anybody there. And I, was, and I had the opportunity, a mentor of mine um, was working at that university and he was like, hey, why don't you come here for grad school? Um, I can, you know, get you with some folks to get a tuition waiver and all these things. I'm like, in Florida? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I like kind of hung up on him the first time he pitched it to me. Oh. I decided to call back. <laughs> and it was largely in part to, um, I had gotten a pretty solid job uh, straight out of college. Um, to go to be 21, it was definitely an awesome position. But as I was looking at the trajectories of those that I would um, admire or and or follow student I was like I didn't want their personal lives right I didn't mm. want I didn't desire to you know make a lot of money but not have freedom and flexibility or to yeah. not be able to I worked in the hospitality industry and so um, the thought of not having you know holidays off or not being able to take you know vacations in the summer because you know in high tourism areas that's that's unheard of even at the executive level and so I was like mm, let's see what kind of changes we can make <laughs> in this story to more align with who I desire to be in the future and so taking that leap um, and moving to that area it just was truly uh, a blessing um, to say the least because I was just exposed to more um, and I knew that life and life more abundantly exists, but being able to be around folks who had made that happen for them in so many different ways, right? And I was like, ooh, let me figure out my path and what it is that, you know, I want to do. And so as I was doing my research and my graduate study, I began, you know, speaking and writing and doing a little bit more of that um, than I had previously. And I was like, oh, you know, I like it here. <laughs> didn't know, you know, didn't know I'd like it here that much. And I, I did my first keynote presentation in 2013. And I always joke with folks um, that when they were like, can you send us an invoice? How much do you charge? I was like, wait, what? People charge for this? And I was so confused. And so I got on Google and like looking things up. And I'm like, wow, like this could be, wow. this could be something, right? Um, and then after that, I just kind of, you know, shelved it and just went back to life as usual. Uh, but as I started, you know, presenting at different workshops and then getting requested to come back and I was like, oh, this, 
this speaking thing could maybe be a thing. And that was my very first official entrepreneur endeavor. I joke that um, I've been a, a hustler for <laughs> a long time because even in like middle school, I made CDs and keychains and um, sold snacks. Uh, made you, were, you were an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I, was, I see when I see a need, um, when I see a need, I don't mind, you know, meeting the need. And so um, early on, I knew that there were just ways to create, recreate life. Um, in my bio, and it talks about, you know, working since I was 17, which some people started younger than that. But I think that when I started, I hit the ground running and I have absorbed from every opportunity um, that my career and different, even small jobs afforded me. So I was all, even at 17, I'd always be asking the manager, um, it was at McDonald's, I'm like, what does it mean to, you know, cut your labor? What does it mean to, you know, why do we need to get the drive through lot faster? Like, what does that do for you? You know, like, and I was very inquisitive, if you will. Business mm -hmm. has always been at the core of me. And so um, I look back now that a lot of those questions, a lot of that intentionality, even when I did not know what I was doing, has helped to create the person I am today. So um, that's just a smidget, I think, of yeah. that, you know, just success story and journey of, um, just wanting more and not being afraid to, you know, ask about it, um, not being afraid to see, you know, at conferences and events, I'd listen to the bios of some of the women speaking and I'd be like, wow, I'm, I'm trying to write my own bio, right? I'm trying mm -hmm. to, to develop my own story. Let me go talk to her, right? And there've been times where people weren't as receptive and weren't as sharing, but then there've been times where it's really been a hit and there have been women who poured um, there are 20, 30, 40 years of experience into me to help me be able to um, skip a few steps, if you will, right? We're all going to have our journeys and our humps and our bumps, but if you can get in tune and in alignment with people who have done some similar things uh, that you desire to do and they pour, there are so many nuggets, so many gems, as I like to say, that you can, yeah. that you can grasp and uh, be able to unleash your unique greatness. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's still so much more underneath that that I'm sure we will delve into in this in this uh, short time we'll have together today. But what I love about what you've already said is just this curiosity, right? And not being afraid to ask questions and uh, really learn and, and just uh, getting out of your comfort zone even to go ask people about their stories uh, as you were even crafting and still crafting uh, your your own, I'm cur I'm curious. So you said that you had started writing and speaking, and that was kind of your first entrepreneurial um, endeavor. So, and then you realize, oh, people people pay for this stuff, you know. Um, so what were you? what were you speaking on? Cause you were, you were really young, right? Young, yes. Yeah. I was very young. And so motivation and leadership and youth advocacy, those were my first kind of three main topics, if you will. I had quite an impressive resume for the time. And so several leaders would come to me to come and inspire their students or you know, youth groups at, you know, faith-based organizations and things of that such were my very first kind of clients, if you will. Um, and so that was how I, I dove in and I began to just tell that story of like being inquisitive, right? It works to your, you know, benefit and or living past other people's fears, right? I mm. think that for, as a youth speaker, I would speak a lot to I don't know where any of you in this room came from, right? But I'm sure that there's someone that has maybe doubted you because of, you know, your past or your upbringing or the things that you've been through or, you know, where you're from. But here I am, you know, a little small town girl over here in Cali talking to you. So, you know, anything is possible, but you have to believe that, right? It's not mom, dad, aunt, uncle, cousin, uh, spouse. It's not their um, duty, if you will, to believe in your dreams and to create your life. It's yours. Um, and you can do that if you want to, right? If someone tells you no, then say why not, right? Or yeah. don't say anything and go create the life that you dream of. And so wow. those were a lot of my early topics. Um, 
And then I spoke a lot on the research I was doing. I did a pretty extensive research around mentoring and the effects of mentoring for um, Black women in business and Black women in higher education and the matriculation. And so a lot of speaking gigs came from that. And so I would get into rooms and, and talk about the technicalities of that. But I was always interweaving those personal stories and interweaving that um, that leadership and that intrinsic motivation of yeah. what I did not know then, but now to know is my own framework of unleashing greatness. And so, and it, I was young. And so sometimes folks would be like, wait, that's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you get all that where wisdom? Did you, where did you get all that from? And I'm like, listen, I hung out with old people when I was a kid. That like, <laughs> I asked a lot of questions. And so I, it would always be hilarious because I was, um quite young and still am but I definitely was a lot younger then and a lot just youthful in the face so it would always be hilarious to see yeah the, yeah you're still I've been so, out high school. you're still so youthful to me as I was saying before we we uh you know hit record again um we're ages apart um but we're kindred spirits I mean I when I listen to you talk I'm like oh my god these are words I say these we we are we are sisters for real you know, I love it. I, I love it. I think one of the things that, you know, I was drawn to, as you said, you're in your early talks, you were inspiring youth um, that regardless of where they may have come from, you know, uh, they can be great, you know, and they are great and that they can be what they want to be. They can fulfill their dreams. And I, I want to just go back because you said you're from uh Lakeview South Carolina <laughs> yeah and I read in the bio or maybe it was the podcast you you uh sent to me I listened to it that this is a town of about 800 people or so yeah like really really small town but you know we learn a lot in those small towns I didn't grow up in a town of 800 people but I grew up in a small town as well and we learn a lot through the village of the small town. So I, I believe that you're able to resonate with these youth because you were them. They could see themselves in you and you could see yourselves in them. So why don't you share a little bit, just a little bit more about your upbringing and what were some of those really great um, lessons that you learned that you have taken with you in your personal journey towards success? Oh, certainly. Um, I'm going to start with two words and I'll say opportunity and community. Okay. Uh, opportunity because I think that, or I know that from being in such a small area, I, the opportunities were limitless <laughs> to be honest, but you don't, you didn't, you don't see that when you're there, right? You think of the disadvantages, you think of like, we don't have this, or, you know, we don't have this class or that class. You know, I got to college and I'm like, there's people who took classes that I didn't even know existed, right? But, you know, thinking about the countless leadership opportunities I was able to tap into because it was a small town. So you could play multiple sports at a time. You could be yeah. in, you know, multiple clubs at a time. Um, I did a plethora of activities with my church and with traveling and with, you know, even speaking, my speaking career. I definitely credit to my to my home church and you know some teachers who saw something in me that I did not see in myself, right? They'd be like, oh, Tabitha's gonna do the announcement. Tabitha's gonna introduce this person. Tabitha's gonna do this. And I wasn't as, you know, receptive to like, why do I have to do it? You know, I didn't understand. <laughs> I didn't understand, but okay, sure. Opportunity, you know, right? Opportunity. Right. Opportunity. Um, you know, being, you know, captain of my my chili squad and the basketball team, and I wasn't even necessarily that good of a player, nor were we that good of a team, but I showed up. And showing up is how a lot of other opportunities throughout these, you know, these 11 years after high school have come onto my plate of showing up. You know, I've spoken in rooms of two, 20, 200, 2,000, 20,000, but I remember opportunities that came from showing up to the two or three people, right? Mm -hmm. Opportunities that um, just were developed. And then in that community piece of 
village, right? And and leaning on village and creating your own support systems and seeing how, you know, families in small towns, like they're just all intertwined. Um, and the love is there, the hate is there, the respect is there, like all the things, right? All the things are there. Um, and if you really lean in, lean in and tap, tap into that, um, so much is possible, right? I think about some of the challenges and changes that may have happened in, you know, family and people who just stepped in in the gaps, right? And I'm like, ooh, community, how do I, you know, I often say there's so many people who stood in gaps for me that I'll never be able to repay, right? One, because there's no value on it, and two, because they may have already transitioned. But what I can do is stand in the gap for someone else. Ah. And so that form of community for me is what makes a lot of the things I do just so meaningful to my life beyond, you know, a check, beyond an accolade, beyond the, you know, the beautiful words that people say about me. It's more so of knowing that you know, I am giving back in such a way because of the things that were poured into me and because of wanting to see, you know, others be able to do the same and even more, even, even yeah. greater, even, even better. And so when I think of, of just the small towns and, and what I got to learn here is just, you know, awesome. And when I decided to Moved back here in 2016. I had no clue what life was going to look like. I was like, I'm just going to work on the internet and I'm going to travel and, you know, I'm just going to mind my little business. And I feel like I've interweaved myself so much into the community and especially from a background way, you know, being able to take a lot of the things that I do in my professional career and align that with nonprofit boards and philanthropic efforts to ensure, you know, different funding comes to the area or organizations that are you know, really grassroots and are doing the work, but may not have someone who can, you know, get them funding or, you know, find them volunteers. So being able to kind of help um, from that aspect is just so heartwarming. And it, yeah. it definitely brings those aha moments, right? Those moments that make it say, you know, full circle, right? Um, never would have imagined, especially not now, um, to be able to be in that place to make things like that happen. So it's definitely like one of those opportunity community greatness full circle moments daily um, wow wow yeah, we have daily. so much to to get into because i do want to uh get into unleashing um you know your your greatness and this is what you help you know individuals do this is what you help uh, companies communities entrepreneurs do but i'm gonna hold for just a minute uh just a minute there um because you talked about having your own definition of success. And this is something that I too like to speak on. And when I'm coaching others or mentoring others, I often ask them, what does success mean to you? Not what someone else told you success looks like, or what, you know, if you do this, you'll be successful, or, you know, success looks like that, whatever. But at some point we have to define what it means for us so that it, it becomes uh, our, you know, our walk, our journey towards success. So what, how do you define success for yourself? Oh, this is a good one. I know, hey, yeah, I'm just curious. I, hey, I'm curious too. Listen, I define success for myself, uh, living and loving life, right? I, look at it sometimes like this is not necessarily what I thought but I also realized that I didn't necessarily have a dream title or a dream role or a dream anything except like I just want to be successful and I want to be able to inspire other people to do the same mm -hmm. and I remember sharing that with someone they're like well, how are you going to do that I hadn't really figured it out right this I was like I'm 19 or 20 I was like I haven't really figured it out maybe I'll write a few books and speak and like travel I've always just been obsessed with people who who travel who like get on planes and get off planes and, and like just do a lot yeah. um that has just been you know something that has inspired me for I don't know ages and so I was like how do you, how do, you do that so success for me um, is living and loving life, right? Leading a life that you can truly go to sleep loving, wake up loving, look in the mirror loving. And no, every day is not, you know, sunny and roses and, you know, all hype. 
but at the core of you, you know that you're in such alignment with who it is that you desire to be mm. that mm. it it's success without words, you know, without meaning. And you're able to love that person personally and professionally. Because I think for a lot of people um, that I've encountered, they may have these wonderful stories, but hate themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, have this this large bank counter, this beautiful life that looks great on a picture, right? um, but inside there's just so much black and so much turmoil. So success for me is truly living and loving the life that I'm leading and at any time that any of these things no longer serve me or I don't enjoy I'm out you know I don't want to do it anymore yeah yeah I I I think it's so right you know that we we can't live our lives uh with you know I say the aha life is more joy more purpose and more fulfillment that life doesn't exist when we're just trying to make sure we have a pretty picture, picturesque, you know, postcard life. Um, now, if we have that and have joy, purpose, and fulfillment, now that is utopia. That's wonderful. And that is attainable. I mean, yes. what, what you're saying about your definition of success, that's beautiful, you know, but there are several people that I've, I've talked to that they say, look, Tanya, I've checked all the boxes. You know, I went to school, uh, got my degree, I have a great job, I have, you know, the the nice home, the two-car garage, the, you know, the two children and the dog, my, you know, my, my spouse and all of this, but inside, I just feel like I'm still searching, that there's still something there that is not, um, that is not fulfilled, and so if that's you and you're listening to this, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, Tabitha's story of just being open every day and living the best life that, that you can um, may inspire you. And we're going to keep going, but I just wanted to pause right there because I, I, I don't know, do you encounter that with, with people as well? They have, you know, outside looking in, you say, wow, they, they have it going on. Um, but inside they are looking for, either more joy or more purpose or more fulfillment or, or all of the above in some, in some form or fashion. Are you, in, yeah. are, are you encountering that with um, some of the people you get to work with as well? Truly, truly do, truly do. I've encountered that with people um, that I work with and very interestingly, interestingly, I think that's what helped shape my <laughs> definition yeah. of success. Because I, like I, like I mentioned previously, when I would hear some of these women's bios, I'm like, I have to meet her. And then once I meet the person off the stage, I'm no longer impressed with her mm-hmm. because she's not happy. Um, she's not, you know, what I would have had in mind based on reading that. And I understand that we're not to put people on pedestals because of, you know, accolades or achievements or what they, you know, have done. But when you hear what is coming out of their mouth, especially from a a speaker perspective or someone being selected to share, it's like, you're not, you don't even practice what you preach in your own life. Yeah. And that's tough, you know, so for me, a lot of that defining of my own life and and the way that I decided to live it was like, why can't I, you know, why, why can't, why can't I, you know, (laughs) until, until proven different, why, why can't I, because that, that desire to be holistically happy is deep for me, it's deep, and I, I, when working with youth, I always say, you know, raise your hand, if you've had an, you've heard an adult say like, I hate my job, raise your hand. If you, you know, have heard an adult say, you know, I wish I didn't have these kids, you know, raise your hand. If you've heard an adult say something negative about adulting or about life. I mean, of course, they're always raising their hands. I'm like, don't share, you know, who it is in your own life, but just think about the fact that you don't want to be that adult. Right. And shape your life towards fulfill. Like it is okay to want more and it's okay to desire the nice things, but desire a nice inside, you know? Yeah, desire a nice inside. I love that, desire a nice inside. And and yeah, our roads are not always paved, you know? They are, um, are, they they can be 
rocky roads at times, but um, just keep keep moving, keep moving, and the and the road smooths out. So I want to go to what you spend your time doing, helping people unleash their greatness. And I'll go wherever you want to go, uh, Tabitha. If you want to talk about how you help entre entrepreneurs and businesses first, but then I want to turn toward you know your passion around helping women women of color black women also to unleash their greatness so you just tell me where you'd like to start with this unleashing your greatness. sure sure yeah. yes we will, we can intertwine that okay i think that at the beginning of beginning of unleashing your greatness we'll take that you right and understanding who are you who are you who are you working with? Um, what do you want to put into the world? What do you desire? What are your goals? And a lot of times we spend months on end at you understanding because so many people have been given limits that don't really exist, whether they're from the people in their head or they're from that, you know, some of the past trauma of their childhoods or you know, broken relationships with someone telling them that you can't, that's yeah. not achievable, um, you're not enough, um, you'll never make that much. So debunking myths is a lot of the work that I do. And once we can debunk those myths and understand the limitlessness of life, then we're able to dive into strategic planning. Then we're able to build out some funding structures. Then we're able to figure out what sustainability plans are. Um, but I tell folks, if you're not ready for me to get into your business, and I mean like your whole business, I may not be the person to work with you because I understand wholeheartedly that working on the person, especially for small business owners or nonprofit leaders that are, you know, self-ran, it's it breathes by you. And so if you aren't healthy and you aren't happy, and you don't understand you and some of your challenges, there's no way you'll be able to unleash greatness and sustain it. You know, yeah. you may have a win, small win. You may also have large wins. You may have several large wins. Um, but I, and I share so transparent, transparently, I say, you know, for the first I don't know, 24, five years of my life, right? I, I checked boxes and so many achievements came from that. Yeah. And I, I barely even remember at the core, the feeling of them mm. because I was just, achievement was literally the drug. I just was doing it, you know, okay, cool. I'll, just, I'll do that. You know, I can do that. You know, just being able to, to do it and, you know, yes. get it done. And, and, you know, for other people, it's like, wow, you did. I'm just like, oh yeah, well, whatever, you know, on to the next thing. Um, cause it, the achievement just blocked out everything else. It wasn't just, it wasn't fulfilling per se until I began to say, you know what? I don't want to be who anyone else wants me to be. I want to be who Tabitha wants to be. So a lot of unleashing greatness for other people, especially black women is debunking and getting rid of that negative self-talk as much as possible and then being able to go into, you know, leveraging relationships and partnerships and, you know, evaluating what is going right and wrong in, in their business. But uh, we definitely spend a lot of time on that self-work. Um, and I think I that's what sets me aside, you know, from, you know, a, a lot of, you know, people don't come in with their like MBA saying, hey, let's talk about your heart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love it though. I love it because you go right to what matters, you know. Um, the other stuff will flow from that, you know, from one getting. I love and say, if, if you're not really to let me, if you're not ready to let me into your whole self, your whole life, then I might not be the person to help you right now. Right. But I, but I believe that people are are so busy masking right? Mm -hmm. So people, mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all have done it. And so this yeah. is not a, you know, this is not a, a, a talk around judging, you know, not judging, checking boxes or being achievement oriented because Tabitha, I sense that you are that person. I know I am that person. I, I like achievement as well, but being misinformed that achievement is the thing that's going to make you happy and create joy and, and sense of purpose. I mean, that, that, it creates uh, happiness, which can be fleeting for that moment. And then you're on to the next achievement. The next thing, yeah. But I do think getting to the heart of who you are 
and all the masks that you put put on for a ver for a variety of reasons, you got to deal with that first before you can really like be on that journey towards uh, sustainable success and and to unleash your your greatness. So I love that you start with that. Yeah, when you take the mask off, there's so many things that just comes right and I tell people I'm not saying that you have to go get on a stage and and talk about you know whatever it is that you need to release you may not need to write a book you may not need to do anything but what you need to do is go look in the mirror and release that from the person that's looking back at you when you can't so so many of us have just trauma you know we've held that trauma so much that we fooled ourselves that it doesn't exist (laughs) when it really does and so when you can affirm to yourself that you're you know you're past it or you're working beyond it or you're trying to figure it out and you're going to stop you know living thinking that you're perfect because no one is you know I, i i lean on spirituality quite a bit and i'm like he doesn't make perfect people right and so i think that once you or once one once whoever is able to accept that um and realize that all these people that you're trying to be perfect for they aren't perfect either you know and they may not even like you you know and a lot of that self-work ends up in people um getting rid of some folks that have just been baggage right have not been healthy for them holistically not just in their professional career but not healthy for them personally because you know, you're you're getting on the phone with said friend or, or, or old colleague and y'all are just talking about people and y'all are diving into just mess. Yeah. Um, when there's so, you know, we only have 24 hours in a day, you know, let's, you know, you say you have these goals. So why are you spending your time with that? You know, so it's diving deep into people's, you know, <laughs> personal life. And it's yeah. always so, yeah. getting into you know, their it's business. So funny. Getting into yeah. their personal Get business, it? right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, establishing that trusting relationship where you can take off all those masks and be who you truly are. And so often I know for me, um, even just personally, you know, when I am able to just, you know, be Tanya inside out, you realize that there is beauty in that. There's beauty in the imperfections, there's beauty in the flaws, there's beauty because that's all, that's the, that's the whole story. You know, we don't have it all together all the time and uh, pretending that we do can be really weighty. You know, that can, that's a lot of weight to carry on, to carry around thinking that you have to be, you know, this, this kind of uh, perfect person all the time. So I, I, um, so in, in, in working with, you know, black women, wh- why did you, you know, decide, I mean, of course you're a black woman, but why, why are, do you have such a heart for working with black women and helping them unleash their greatness? So many reasons, right? Uh, just being able to resonate with them is one, but I think the second one is a little, it, it gets into the data quite a bit that you know, we get degrees at a very high rates right now. We are trying our best to push forward in a in a great manner, but our net worth is not is not rising. Um, our ability to live beyond like the strong black woman Superman cape is not, you know, leveling out. And so for me, it's working to help women just unleash and let go of those chains, those pressures, um, and move forward in a way that makes most sense for them, right? So not, you know, not, maybe not living out your grandmother's dreams, but living out your own, right? Maybe not conforming to what society says that you should do or you should be doing and doing what you want to do. And then I think that last piece of, okay, you've checked the boxes, right? You got all the degrees, you got the experience. Let's go figure out how you can get compensated to match those figures, right? How can you, um, go and demand for lack of better terms and I mean that in the lightest way possible but demand what you deserve right if you're putting in the work right I'm not going in and being some cheerleader for folks who aren't aren't doing the thing but for those women who have done the work but are still trying to push through and trying to figure out just being able to align with them from a coaching aspect and get them to where it is that they need to be for that season 
yeah. um, in hopes that that season will then manifest into something else. And then they're on another level and going on with life um, in a way that they imagined or even in a way that they never even imagined. And that's what my ultimate hope is that they're able to live a life after that that they never even thought was achievable, right? They never even thought that that would be a box that they would check off. Um, that's so wonderful. That's so, so wonderful. I'm curious, you know, um, success stories. So if you can think of someone that you've worked with, where they started to maybe how they ended up and, and those discoveries that, that went there, because I, I just think sometimes it's the personal stories that motivate others. <clears throat> For some think without you know personally identifying them, but telling a little bit of a story there. Yes. So I can tell, you know, one of my I like to call well, you know, I like lightly call them corona stories, right? Because I've coached more in these last six or seven months than I have in years, um, because I've been off the road, no speaking. And so um I started working with a young lady late April, maybe early May. Um and oh no oh no Sorry. i have you i see you <laughs> okay. yeah no worries so, late uh late april early may um single mother so many skills so many skills so much greatness to be unleashed just standing in her own way i mean simply standing in her own way. She had been, you know, on her own outside of her, her career. She left her career because um, aligning that with her children's schedule, it just was not working out. And her, you know, her small business just had not been doing well for quite some time. Um, revenue under $500 a month, like not doing, not doing well. So of course, with, you know, house, kids, all of that, you can, anybody yeah. listening can do the math that that was a struggle. And so I said, you know, let's talk about what's going on with you. And we did that, you know, we, I didn't drag that out for long because in long story short, she needed to make some moolah, right? And so right. we built out a plan um, based on the skills that she had and the things that she had in her house, not going out and buying anything new yet, not doing anything off the charts not investing in any um, certifications or anything like that at that point but exactly what she had in her hands she had the skill set and she had the the want to but just could not put the pieces together so we built out a, a strategic plan for three months and um went into one month one and we you know honestly the goal was for her to make enough money to pay her bills right and be able to move forward while also turning into a homeschool mom uh because yeah. schools were closed you know um, and in that first month, or well, within about 75 days, she hit 5k. And I said, we're, we're, getting, we're getting somewhere, right? We're getting somewhere. And in July, she had her first 10k month off the things in her hands. Now she has invested some in her business because she made some. Um, but I have just been quite impressed with the way that the way that she was able to just change her life as a result of us working together and every time i mean she'll get on facebook live and talk about our our working together she'll, she's yeah. written several testimonials um and i think that for me that story just hits home so much because that's not necessarily someone in my target audience right um that's not necessarily someone that i generally you know when i'm when i'm curating my copy and when i'm connecting with women most of the time they have a certain profile, but she said that she'd been watching me for years, like years since like college. And she said, I knew you could help me. Mm. She said, I, I could, I just knew that you could help me. And I put my pride aside to ask you for your help. Um, because we, we know each other, you know, we've ran in the same circles. Um, she's a little older than me, but we just knew, we knew of each other. And she said, I, I did not know what you were going to say. I didn't know what you were going to respond. I didn't know what your prices were. I didn't know if I could afford them, but I knew I needed to work with Tav. Mm. And I was just lost for words from, from the beginning, but to see her success um, in such a short period of time, just from her getting out of her own way, right? And there's yeah. so many other stories of people who may have not been, been as challenged 
from a revenue perspective, but they weren't making what they needed to make or what they had the ability to make, but because they were in their own way or because they were, you know, a lot of times with creatives, especially, it's like they know how to create whatever the thing is, but that business back end of it and, and knowing what to price that thing or what to charge people if they're going to work with them one-on-one, that piece is typically missed. And so it's like getting into your business of like, you know, who do you want to be, right? Does that, you know, if you break down what you're currently doing, you're making $5 an hour. Is that what you want to make? You know, is that how you want to, you know, operate? And so um, that, that story just, it takes me, it takes me out every time. I see why. I see <laughs> why. That is such a success story and it must be so rewarding for you because you're changing, you're helping to change lives. You know, yeah. you're changing, helping to change this single mother's life, not only her life, but also the life of her family. And there, there's, there's so much reward in that. So I'm, I'm glad I asked you that question. It's such a good, it's such a great answer. Thank you so much for sharing that. So we're coming near the end, but I have a couple more questions and then I want to just do some plugs of, of all of your great work. Um, your own aha moment. Where, what was a pivotal, I know you talked about leaving South Carolina and going to Florida for, for grad school was a, a big pivotal moment, but what was, what was an aha moment um, for you, maybe even recently on, on, on what's, you know, keep, you keep leveling up in your own yeah. level of greatness? Wow. Um, an aha moment for me recently, I'll do a recent one, is you know, being able to sustain through the challenging times and the changing times. Um, when things first started coming about around the virus, I was very selective about watching the news. So I honestly had no real clue what was coming down the pipeline. Um, and I got like three or four event cancellations and then five or six and then 13 um, within the span of one month. And so um, for those of you listening, that's like equivalent of about a salary for, for someone, right? Wow. And so I was like, oh, whoa, wow. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the bread and butter around here. So I was like, uh, what, what's next? You know, what's going to happen? And I had to unleash my own greatness. I had to say, yeah, there's several things in the bag that, you know, you've done or you've set to the side or you've, you know, tabled because you've just been so busy with other things. How can we use those to serve you and serve others? And I think the aha in that was that I was able to put something out to my audience that they needed as well as I, right? Like I needed to replace my speaker income, but a lot of women that are in my audience you know, they were used to doing in-person events and didn't know how to like switch things online and decide, you know, what needs to be online, what can just be canceled, or what are some ways in my own business that I can create income because things have, have shut down, right? I've worked with stylists and makeup artists and people that I never thought that I would work with. But you know, when when different things started to happen, they had to shut down, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, what can you teach? What type of guides can you develop? Because so it's not that you're just trying to get fast money from people. It's what can you create that is helping you and helping the other person. Yeah. And so I have been able to sustain on that model for the last, the, the remainder of 2020 without even a formal launch. You know, I, I joke about that often that I haven't even, you know, that didn't even get the chance to do some like, big campaign. I'm big in marketing and such. I just shot a few emails to people and I have been booked through referrals. Um, and folks just knowing that um, being able to work with me is going to change your, you know, your life and your business. And so that has just been aha, like, whoa, yeah, um, aha yeah. moment because, yes. you know, imposter syndrome sneaks in from time to time, you know, being high achieving, being a box checker, being young and, you know, reading about myself and saying, whoa, like you said you were going to do it and you really went and did it. And, you know, being able to be that Tabitha D. James that I worked so hard to create and own her. Aha moments come every day when testimonials like the one I just shared and all the other ones that, you know, if I get off the phone with someone and they're like, 
texting later on that week saying, you know, I tried what you said and it's working. Or, you know, I tried what you said, it didn't work, but I read where you said, try something else, you know, and now I'm going to do that. I'm not going to get stuck on, you know, what didn't work. And so just seeing all of that come to pass, I'm just like, somebody is learning from me, (laughs) you know? And um, it's just, it's a beautiful feeling. And I think that that's been my most recent aha moment with this last book. Um, sales and, and, and the publicity around it has just blown my mind and I have had several aha moments of like whoa you know this is still only the beginning but this is a doggone good beginning you know yeah. things are beginning to make more sense because I, I can be very transparent in saying that in building this aha life, there have been moments when I'm like, girl, you are losing it. Like, just go get a, you know, go get a job. You're very hireable. Or, you know, maybe just focus in on something else that could, you know, be different, right? More, I don't want to use the word system. I'll just say more normal, right? Because when my schedule is like, one day I might be doing something, another day I might be packaging boxes in the community. Like, it's just so all over the place. And so, um, there have been times where that doubt has tapped me on my shoulder and been like, you don't need to be doing that, you know, or why, you know, this doesn't make any sense or times when my own account was not favorable. And I'm like, gosh, am I doing the right thing? Like, you know, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Aha moments of yes, you know, yes, yeah. you're right where you're supposed to be. So yeah. truly grateful. Right where you're supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. And and just being flexible and adaptable and, and keeping your kind of spiritual eyes and ears open um, for what's next, right? Yes. So I want to talk a little bit about um, how people can connect with you because you have five books. Um, and I have, you know, from from your from your website it says not posted seasons uh of the untold this is a motivational memoir you have mm-hmm. dear black girl timeless gems for black girls bound to win love your titles and then another not posted living your truth what are the other two books that you have that were not that i didn't call out Yes, so the other two books that are not as public publicized, there are two manuals that I developed. So they're they were within like youth groups. Um, so one is Construct Your Life, and so it's a life manual for uh, middle school age, and then I have a second one that's for like high school age. So they have oh, nice. short reads, short reads inside, and I've used those as guides. And it's so funny how that got developed. One summer, I was getting ready to to speak in a series at a youth youth groups and I was like I don't like any of this content that's out there it just did not fit who I was talking to so you know I'm gonna write something (laughs) and you know I spent some time developing my own uh kind of curriculum if you will to be able to connect with those youth and so um those two titles I don't share is widespread and then there's two books that I've worked on in partnership with other black women um that uh have been released into the world and so I'm just it's just been great for because I never set out to be an author. <laughs> yeah, you're you're an author for sure. And I was laughing and, and just so inspired by you because I'm I'm struggling to write my first book. And um and here you are, you've written five plus books. Uh and um so so incredible the work that you do. I love what you also said, and this is something, you know, if you are a business owner or an, a young entrepreneur thinking about even having your own business. What you've said early on and and just recently, Tabitha, is that you find the gap. Like what need is not being served that I can win with it, I enjoy it, it's my passion, but it's also helping others. It's also filling a gap. And I think that's important to, to really understand, like, where does that gap exist and how can I help to fill that gap in my own unique way um, is really important. So before I let you go, though, I, wanna, I, I want you to give a little plug, a little bit on She Is Me Mentoring. Cause that's your own, you know, really? kind of, you founded that and, and yeah, Ta- tell yeah, us a little so- bit about that. 
She's the mentoring program. My heart work is what I like to call it. We work with young ladies ages 13 to 17 um, that are from rural areas. And so for the first three and a half years, we only serve um, South Carolina and a small percentage of North Carolina because where we're located is, is right at the, the state line. Um, and here recently, as a result of the pandemic, one of the bright sides, we've been able to reach further due to, you know, going completely virtual. So we service um, a little deeper into North Carolina and South Carolina now. So that's been amazing. Um, but what we focus on is social emotional learning, exposure, and unleashing unique greatness. And I've never used that, you know, terminology until here recently with the work that, we, that I uh, orchestrate with the teens. But that's exactly what it is helping them from an earlier stage to create lives that they're going to love. And so we get deep into that business part of like, why do you want to go to school for such and such? You know, what, what, why that school, you know, making them really think through some of those decisions from an early, early on um, and just exposing them every week. Our speakers are from across the world um, oh, wow. that do all types of things, right. So that they're able to see that, there's so many careers. Um, there's so many choices, I think, that I get. Um, and it's not to say that we don't need nurses because we definitely need nurses. But a lot of times that will be like the, the, the prime job that a lot of them are, are looking to because of the area, um, lack of exposure, not a lot of people knowing, but then they've heard a nurse is going to make a lot of money or you know, yeah. a doctor is going to make a lot of money. And I'm like, you know, there's so you can make hair bows if you want to and make a lot of money if you're passionate about it, right? You can find somebody to sell those bows to. And so exposure is definitely the root of the work that that I do and that I, I have the uh, volunteers that do also. It's getting them um, just thinking outside of the box and, and critically thinking and, and applying the things that they just love doing. Um, how can you make that your life? You know, how can you not be that adult, you know, that is saying, I hate my job, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. And I, I love that work. Like I said, it's my hard work for, for almost the entire four years. We were completely donor supported with donors across the country just pouring into this organization in our teeny tiny small town. And that just blows another aha moment of that yeah. blowing my mind. I didn't realize until I was writing a grant a few uh, months ago. And I was like, wow. You know, we have been supported strictly on community and opportunity for three and a half years. And that just, it warms my heart every time I say it, every time I think about it. And to get the testimonial from parents and, and, and children, it's, it's, you know, yesterday, I, I, we, we let the second Sunday kind of creep up on us. And we sent out these boxes to our young ladies now that we can't meet in person. Um, and we let it creep up on us to so those that are local. I delivered them yesterday and I, I had I had a young lady her mother just messaged me back and was like you changed her day by you know knocking on the door and having that box She's like Miss Tab delivered it personally and I was like wow you know no it's the small things um that that you know we often just I was just you know out delivering a box you know and not realizing how you know impactful just the day-to-day the day-to-day -day can be so yeah yeah. That, yeah well you have definitely a life of of impact and you're changing lives whether they are young girls um and helping them to see a bigger vision of themselves uh through through all your workshops and and mentoring but also helping change uh lives and young uh entrepreneurs and and business owners and it has been my pleasure to um, just learn a little bit more about you today, Tabitha, and, and hear your story. And so I always end with giving um, my guests an opportunity to share, you know, what living your aha life means to, to you. I think you shared a lot about what you're, you know, you're living your aha life, but I, I will give you that opportunity. And then when you, when you do that, I'd also like for you to just tell how, how, you know, our listeners can uh, get in touch with you. Most certainly. So living my aha life, I think I'll just reiterate that it's living and loving every single day, um, even the challenging ones. I like to call them character building days. I think I learned that from Les Brown um, a couple years back that, you know, the challenges are going to come. They're part of the journey. 
Um, so for me, living my aha life means working past those challenges and being able to look back and say, I did that, you know, yeah. I, I conquered that, I overcame and um, just being able to leave uh, impact legacy and being able to help others um, to build that for themselves and their families. That's, that's aha, you know, yeah. for me, that, that's aha. Um, and you can connect with me if you if visit www.tapfabyjames.com. Um, you'll be able to find, you know, more about me, uh, my writings, the things, you know, eight fun facts about me, if you can, you'd like to know that, um, some of my business success, and you also can link to me on social media, but you can definitely find me, I'm searchable, so um, you can look me up and, and connect with me, I think, I may not have all the social medias, but I got quite a bit of them, and so um, I'd love to be connected with your listeners um, in the future. Um, if, you, if you'd like to just work with me or follow the journey, either way, I'd love to be connected. Absolutely. Tabitha D. James, uh, native South Carolinian, doing her thing, unleashing greatness and helping others to unleash theirs. So, 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 so grateful to be with you today, Tabitha. Okay. And um, I'll put all of your connection points in the show notes. And um, yeah, it's been my pleasure. Wow. Enjoy. Thank you. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Come back again for another episode that will inspire you to live the life you dream about and the life you are meant to live. I'm Tanya Harris Cornelius, and this is Your AHA Life.